Welcome to the Toy Rewind Podcast with your hosts, the Brothers Newland. Now, let's talk toys. michael i'm john and i'm andrew and you're listening to the toy rewind podcast as the guy just told you as you were listening to the intro music um i was dancing to it and john was making fun of me i saw him laughing at me um how's everybody michael, doing michael just sat there yeah he just uh, well, sat there i can't see you guys with this with the screen yeah. on here so um michael can't see what me and john can see now so uh, we got to get him hooked up so he can also see it um, but also that makes it three guys can maybe cheat on the game i don't really know We'll have to figure that out. So uh, hold on, hold on. But we can't get too far into this. We got to do this. Okay. So this week on the Toy Rewind, we're doing a little gardening. And uh, by that mean, I say we're looking back into the beginnings of the Cabbage Patch Kids, um, having a fun little episode, talking about some dolls. We're going to rank them and we're going to get in trouble for our rankings more than likely. But we're going to do it. It's going to be fun. So, all right, John, this is where you shine. Hey. Tell everybody where they can find us. Check our website out at Toy Rewind Podcast. You can email us at toyrewindpodcast.com. That's .com, by the way, on the email. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. You can find us by looking up Toy Rewind Pod. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook and YouTube. Just search Toy Rewind Podcast. And we stream our Toy Box showcases when we do them to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Uh, let's see here. Also, check out our podcast, Bingo uh, Podcast bingo.com backslash toy rewind so you can join in some fun have a little game while you're listening to us or watching us depending on which way you're going if you're waiting to, for these to go on youtube because we store them there and everything is that it is that everything oh yeah that's it yeah um also so our monday showcase show we've got a little update on that so we're going to be taking a few weeks off um we're going to come back take care of some more stuff we're trying to line up some more episodes um, but we're gonna take a few weeks off so be sure you're following those those uh uh, accounts so that you can know when we're going to drop you in, but we'll, we'll make sure we'll let you know. Uh, we've got a lot of things. We're just trying to plan out, trying to get some things going um, and get a few really good episodes, you know, kind of planned. So um, look out for that. <clears throat> it should be coming soon. Um, also two things that we, uh, let's do our fun for all question. Y'all ready for this? Another fun for all question that we like to do, have a little fun, let you guys get to know us a little bit with different random questions. Um, this one is gonna, it's it's already confused, Michael. He has no <laughs> idea. Um, he's so confused. Uh, but John is fine. John understands what I'm about to say. He understands all the words that are gonna come out of my mouth, whereas Michael might not. So <laughs> the question this, this week, it's kind of a two-parter. What is your Harry Potter house and what would your Patronus be? <laughs> Sorry. John, your Patronus <laughs> cannot be Navi from Link or from Zelda. Okay. So uh, I'll go first since Michael has no idea what we're talking about. Do you know what Harry Potter is, Michael? I know. I know what you're talking about. He knows what we're talking about. Okay. He's figured it out. In the five minutes since I told him what the question is, he figured it out. Um, so I am a Gryffindor. I'm proud to be a Gryffindor. Um, I've taken the test a hundred different times and I've gotten 
four different answers um, every time <laughs> I take it. I've read the books, heard the books so many times, seen the movies. I know what to answer to get whatever whatever I think. Um, but I truly believe uh, if I answer right, I'm, I'm in Gryffindor. Um, Bryony, on the other hand, is a uh, Slytherin. It's, it makes our life a lot of fun. So kind of awesome. And we've got two Ravenclaws in our house and another Gryffindor. So two Gryffindors, two Ravenclaws, and a Slytherin. No Hufflepuffs. No Hufflepuffs here. So, John, what's your house? Mine would be Gryffindor. You're a Gryffindor? Yeah, when I take the test, I think it's always come out Gryffindor. It's always, yeah. I, I can I can just manipulate the, the thing because... Oh, yeah. If yeah. you know what the question, which one to answer to, you can do it. Right. So... Michael? I'm going to say Gryffindor, too, on that. He's going to say Gryffindor because <laughs> it's a family thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, typically, oh, typically, please. not with the blacks, but you know, hey, it's all right. Um, you, you probably are a Gryffindor, or probably. you could be a Hufflepuff. I, I think he might be the Hufflepuff. He Hufflepuff. may be the Hufflepuff. Yeah. So, all right. Um, the other side of it is what is your Patronus? <laughs> so this is your protector. Like if you yeah. shoot something out of your wand, it's going to protect you. What is it? So, um, mine would probably be a bat. Kind of a weird protector, but it would be a bat. It'd be like a majestic one. <laughs> yeah. So, John, <laughs> I, I I would think a tiger. A tiger? That makes sense. Yeah. That that makes sense. Michael, I would have no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it could be a wolf. With, though. Let's just go with a yeah, uh, either one of those. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go with a turtle. Could be a cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, Michael, you used to be a turtle. It would be the slowest. Uh, Patronus ever to to protect you, but you maybe you can hide in the shell. Maybe that's how it works. It's got it's got protection. It's got protection. So okay, um, what is it? So was a lot of fun. great pink turtle or something. What was the one on the original? No, that was a conch shell. Never mind. That was a snail. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So um, one other thing that I want to do real quick. Um, it is as we're recording this St. Patrick's Day, which is kind of cool. We're talking about cabbage patch kids because cabbage. I don't know if you guys know, but cabbage is green for or for the most part. It's green. For the most part, um, there's other colors, but it's it's green. So it's a good St. Patrick's Day thing. It looks like so. Me and Michael both have green headphones on. John's wearing a good amount of green there with his turtle hat and some different stuff. Um, by the way, by the way, green's my favorite color. Anyways, green yes, is we my know. favorite color. So let's talk about that. Why green is your favorite color? But before you talk about that, Michael, uh -huh. I've got this for you. It's your Okay, so um, 
it is today, St. Patrick's Day, and tomorrow, when everybody's can uh, listen to this, will be your birthday. So I wanted to say happy birthday. That was just hilarious. And, <laughs> and it had to be the best thing ever. So if you're listening to this and you need to, go check yeah, it out. You, you're YouTube gonna have to go check it up on YouTube. That, that was... um, the video itself, the the clown with the, little... the fire, the <laughs> little lamb yelling. <laughs> yes. Uh, the best thing ever. Wanted to say happy birthday from us, obviously, before anybody else gets a chance to say happy birthday to you. Well, thank so, you, guys. Thank you. Um, now we can get to the serious part of the show <laughs> and not have to double back up with that. So there we go. Got that out of the way. <laughs> all right. Fun for all question. We did our socials. You've got our update on our collector showcase. We introed. We're talking about Cabbage Patch Kids. These have a good history. Um, so we're going to jump into it early, talk about the history. Um, and then we've got Toy Truths. I actually have some for this episode. Five rounds. Five rounds. So be prepared for that. Uh, Michael is winning four to two to one to one. The guests have one point. Um, <clears throat> so let's, uh, let's, let's dig in. Let's get into that history. Hey, before your, your Batman vector got a birthday cap on. Oh yes, he does. He does. Yeah. Um, that, that came that came on my birthday cake that Brian got me for my birthday, and oh, okay. I've had it around, and so I just put it. I didn't want to lose it when we moved because obviously we moved. I moved um, again. But it's it's, it's perfect to see that it's just right sitting now. back there on it. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I yeah. made sure it was at the shot. I forgot about it actually. <laughs> until you said that, so. yeah. All right, let's talk about right. history of Cabbage Patch Kids. All right, so uh, the Cabbage Patch Kids are a line of a one-of-a-kind cloth dolls with plastic heads. Uh, they were first produced by Coleco Industries. Uh, they were uh, inspired by the Little People soft sculpture dolls sold by Xavier Roberts. Uh, so 1977, <clears throat> Xavier Roberts uh, was introduced to uh, Martha Nelson Thomas. Okay, wait. Uh, Wait, yeah, I got to stop you because I've already realized I've been saying it wrong. I thought it was Colco. Colco? Is oh, it Coleco? Coleco. It's Coleco. Coleco. Yeah. <laughs> it's Colco. <laughs> no, Coleco. Okay, Coleco. Okay. So Just continue. Uh, they, they are uh, more famous for something else. Uh, I'll, I'll get that in the notes here in a minute. But uh, anyway, so like I said, Xavier Roberts uh, was introduced to Martha Nelson Thomas, a doll babies concept in which he uh, cleverly modified the look of Nelson's dolls and had it copyrighted. So he took her concept and kind of changed it a little bit and then had it copyrighted. Um, uh, let's see. And then he named them the little people is what they were called. Or what his dolls were called. Uh, Roberts told people that his dolls were not for sale, uh, but could be adopted for an adoption fee. So pretty much that's how he got around. You, you, I don't sell the dolls, but you can pay an adoption fee and, and you can get a doll. So uh, then he came up with a birth certificate and adoption papers for him. Um, so that was, that all started in 1977. Uh See, the little people uh, were first sold at arts and crafts shows and then later um, at Babyland General Hospital, which was an old medical clinic that Roberts and his friends uh, that turned employees for him. Uh, they converted into a toy store in Cleveland, Georgia. Uh, in 1981, Roberts uh, was approached by 
Atlanta designer and licensing uh, agent Roger uh, Schlafer uh, about licensing licensing uh, little people. Uh, but uh, Schlafer thought the name was mundane and and uh, the fact that Fisher Price had their own little people. Uh, he uh, uh, he came up with a, a new name for him. So he, he came up with Cabbage Patch Kids. Um, <clears throat> so Schlafer's goal was to build the largest mass market children's brand in history. So he wanted to use these dolls of, of uh, uh, Xavier Roberts and make them into something bigger, uh, the biggest toy brand ever. And it kind of started out like that once they got going. Um, uh, in order to, to attract potential doll manufacturers and to create the entertainment and publishing business uh, that he envisioned, uh, Schlafer and his wife wrote uh, The Legend of the Cabbage Patch Kids, uh, which is a story of how special cabbages uh, were pollinated by bunny bees and gave birth to babies. Uh, Roberts insisted in being, uh, Xavier Roberts insisted in being in the story. Uh, so he was inserted as a 10 year old boy who discovered these babies and saved them from the evil Lavender McDade and her cronies Cabbage Jack and Bo Weasel uh, by finding the babies loving parents who would adopt them and keep them safe. So, so they came up with this story just to, uh, uh, kind of have a backstory on on this line. Uh, we know there's several several lines that we've talked about uh, that have backstories and and they come with comic books and stuff like that. Well, these didn't have all that, so um, he wanted something to to appeal to these companies so they could actually uh, make uh, make these dolls for them and, and manufacture them for them. So um, after Babyland is a pretty big yeah. place i was like yeah, okay, i really didn't think is. it was gonna be that big when i looked it up i was like wow that place is huge yeah that place is i was looking at pictures earlier today that place is just amazing. i think that's a that's a newer place there yeah that's the, that's the that new picture. one new one yeah so uh, after convincing xavier roberts to change the name of the dolls uh schleifer con uh contracted all the major doll companies in the co country um, all but one turned them down. So, so like we've talked about other lines, they, they try to go through all these companies and, and a majority of them turn around, there's all turned them down. And there's always at least one that, that says, okay, let's do it. So they had this, they had this one company. Um, and most of them turned them down saying that the, the look of the dolls were too ugly to sell in the mass market. So they, they weren't very good looking dolls to start off with. with no. Uh, Xavier um, Roberts. Do you, do you have any, so, you have anything about Dexter? Because I was looking at Dexter, and he's a little creepy looking. Yeah, he's he's was his, his, his original yeah. doll before they made some uh, changes to him. Some, so. some changes to it. Yeah. yeah, he needs some hair. Yeah, it is kind of creepy looking. Um, uh, but because <laughs> of uh, his persistence, Slafer found uh, Coleco, uh, which was famous for the electronic toys. So if you look at all these little handheld electronic toys from the uh, like games and stuff from uh, the 80s, early 80s, that was that was more than likely going to be a Coleco uh, toy or, or video game. Um, so in 1982, uh, Coleco's design team, headed by Judy Albert, uh, uh, devised a one-of-a-kind plastic head uh, Cabbage Patch doll. 
uh, which with cuter features, softer bodies, and a normal normal uh, toddler proportionings uh, instead of the morbidly obese bodies on Robert's originals. So that's why they kind of they, they're kind of a little creepy looking the originals, but but once they came up with this new design and uh, and they made them a little more cuter, uh, made it more look more like a toddler. Um, so that that way it'd be it, it it definitely caught the appeal of a lot of people. So uh, so 1983, uh, Cabbage Patch Kids were introduced uh, with great fanfare at the International Toy Fair in New York City. So uh, again, another toy line that debuted at the the, the Toy Fair, New York Toy Fair. Uh, come Christmas season of 1983, the popularity was so great that the public went crazy over these dolls and started uh, rioting to get their hands on them. Uh, the consumer response was so great that Coleco canceled all advertising as they tried to keep up with demand sh uh, and shipping a record 3.2 million dolls that year. So I, I did watch some, some old news footage from 1983 of people just storming like Toys R Us, uh, just going crazy over these dolls that year. I don't get it. Was, I mean, there was, was I read all the stuff about like the rioting, trying to get them, taking them out of each other's hands. I mean, you think there was, Black Friday, it's kind of like a Black Friday deal from, I guess, a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. I don't think last Black Friday was that bad, but I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, there was there was one one report. It was uh, they. I don't know if it was a Toys R Us or another toy store. Uh, there was a lady that actually got trampled. She broke her leg. And there was people running all over the place, and she couldn't she couldn't get up or anything. So I, I saw yeah. some story about a lady who flew to London to get one because she was in a crunch and had to get one. Yeah, I don't know where she flew Crazy. from. I didn't see that part, but she uh, flew from the states to London. Wow, to get uh, a doll. There, there's another video uh, footage of uh, news footage I saw. They they opened the doors and they all these people rushed in, and the 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 manager of the store got on top of the register and he had a bat in his hand and he's all he's all stop hey settle down you know he's trying to get everybody's attention to to be more uh just just not crazy and and he just wow. uh he, he and he had his bat in his hand it was just crazy so but yeah they were they were giving out some of these places were giving out uh tickets at the front of the store and you had to go around to the back of the store to get your doll. And once people found out that, they were running to the back to the back to cut in line to get get there. And, and there was people that just couldn't get dolls because they were just going crazy. Some people were paying; they, they were twenty dollars dolls. Some people were paying fifty, sixty, even a hundred dollars for a doll that um, that they couldn't get. One lady said that. She spent twice as much because she would have spent that extra money on gas and time just to just to try to find one. Uh, another lady said, I got a sister that lives in California. I'm calling her now to, to see if she can get me one, you know, just because of the time difference. But, yeah, it was just they were just people just going crazy back then for these dolls. And, and I, I don't know. To me, I don't see a, a, a reason why. But but, yeah, people were just going crazy. So. I don't remember mom and dad going crazy trying to get us one. So, well, I don't think we were really into the I don't dolls think we were, or anything. Like that. <laughs> I don't think we were the right, um, yeah, demographic. No, for what these were in the in the eighties. 
No. Yeah. But I do have a, I have a story we'll, we'll I'll get to it in a little bit. With Rainy gave me a story of hers. So we'll get to that when we get done with the history here. But um, so 1984, uh, the, like I said, in 83, that Christmas season, they shipped a record $3.2 million or $3.2 million, $3. million dollars that year. Yeah. So many. So 1984, uh, sales of the doll and Cabbage Patch branded merchandise generated a record $2 billion for that year, 1984, $2 billion. Um, and retail sales across North America, Europe, Japan, Australia, and New Zealand. So just think that's, that's a lot of money for one year. So uh, sales continued to climb through 1986 when they reportedly overshipped dolls and then lost ground in a legal battle with, with Schleifer and Roberts over the introduction of fur skins, which competed with Cabbage Patch Kids. So mm -hmm. these were like a bear line of, they're like Cabbage Patch Kids, but they were uh, like a stuffed bear. Um, right. <clears throat> and, uh, um, but they were competing against Cabbage Patch Kids. So, uh, and it was the guys that started out, Cabbage Patch Kids, they came out with this and Coleco was still running a Cabbage Patch and they were competing against each other, which uh, wasn't good for Coleco, but it was good for Roberts and, and Schleifer because they were getting double double the money, you know. They were getting from both sides. So, uh, so after 86, you know, Coleco sales started to plummet uh, from over 800 million in sales in 1986 to nothing in 1988. Uh, when after a number of questionable acquisitions and then paying Roberts a fortune for an extension on their contract with Cabbage Patch Kids. Um, and then Coleco, Coleco ended up uh, filing for bankruptcy that year in 1988. Wait, uh, so you're saying Cabbage Patch Kids <clears throat> failed in 1988, just happened to coincide with the same year that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figures released. <laughs> that and I, you know, I see what happened. No, 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 no. I don't and, need to explain anything. Nope, that's what happened. And but, and you had your Nintendo Entertainment System come out that year. You had yeah, there was and really the Nintendo Entertainment System, like we said before, it, it kind of had the downfall on several different lines. So, but not yeah. the same. It did not have the same effect as the Turtles toys. So it's fine. No, not not if you want to think that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. So a couple of little, little other facts. Uh, 1988, Hasbro picked up the rights to Cabbage Patch Kids. Cool. Uh, so they had it for a few years. Then in 1994, Mattel took over. Uh, then 2001, Toys R Us Kids uh, had a line of Cabbage Patch Kids. Uh, 2003, uh, Play Along Toys had the, the rights to them. And then 2011, uh, Jack's Pacific. Um, I know I came across this when I'm looking when we were uh, – uh, researching on the, the WWF uh, wrestlers lines uh, Jack Pacific has a line of those. Um, they actually acquired play along toys in 2011. So they had it as well. Uh, so currently uh, wicked cool toys has the license for cabbage patch kids. Uh, the line has continued uh, since being first introduced in 1983, uh, but has never regained the appeal they had between 83 and 86. So, no, that was their their sweet spot, eighty three to eighty six, and then you know they've always there's always been Cabbage Patch Kids, but they're they haven't been as popular as as those first three years there, four years. If you're playing bingo, that was a bingo square. Somebody's phone noise went off yeah, again. 
So, um, so the, you, these dolls just don't have the appeal that they used to. Uh, it sounds like all the toy companies have basically just passed it around trying to get to see if it'll work, see if they can revive right. what it was. Yeah. And <clears throat> do we know why? You know why it's not working? No, it's just there's just so so many things going on at once. Uh, but I don't know. You what's know, the, what's the current price for one? Um, I couldn't tell you. So I'd like to think about it. So, when they originally came out, there were they were adoption fees of forty dollars. Yeah. So. If you're well, some at, of them were, were, were around 20 bucks too. So. so there were some small. What I saw was 40. Yeah. That might have just been the first round and then they, they brought them down. Well, the, the, his, now, David uh, Roberts' original line um, before they were called Cabbage Patch Kids, I so think this was people. 40 dollars Yeah, 40 to Which 60 those, bucks. Those might have just been hand done. You know. But he, yeah, he, those were all hand done and he sold at arts and craft shows and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, if you're looking at um, whatever it is, but why, why would you want one of these when you can go get a bear and all the stuff in it for like these are 80 bucks, 70, 70, 80 bucks? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is off the Cabbage Patch website. Cabbage these Patch are the current website. ones that are up for current sale. Ones. Well, what is, so. well, back then right. in 83, you know, Andrew, you've looked at this before, what the uh, inflation rate would be. Um, yeah. So you got from 83, it's like 20 to 30 bucks. What would that be now in, in today's money? Hold on, let me do the, you're looking at it. <laughs> yeah, I got the inflation calendar. So $40, $40 in 83, that'd be 105 today. Okay, so, so these guys are 70, you know, between, 70 80 bucks for see i just original cabbage patch that's produced now in you know? the you're looking in the in the late 70s early 80s 40 dollars for a, for a doll mm -hmm. that you're gonna let that you're gonna give to a kid yeah you know i understand maybe if you're a lady or somebody who collects dolls and puts them on a shelf like our great grandmother used to mm -hmm. um, i understand if you're gonna do that but to give it to a kid that much i just I don't know how they sold so many as, as it is. I guess the price did come down when they became the Cabbage Patch Kids in 83. Oh, wait. Um, but there's another line here. That I just so clicked on a different one. So here's... And these are the toy. These are the toy. Cabbage ones. Patch Kids. Okay, okay, so these are still, look, still $25, $20, Right, so 11-inch... Compared yeah, to the are, others, these are smaller. Yeah, a little bit yeah. smaller. Uh, yeah, nineteen. I mean, kind of I mean, like kind of like a build a bear type so thing. You've these got are like build a bear different size. outfits okay. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I so, just, I don't think that these have the appeal now is what build a bear has for kids these days. Yeah. And I think that may be their their falling point. While none of the other toy collection or toys companies have been able to revive them to what they were in the eighties, <clears throat> right? You've got competition, real competition now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a couple other things that happened uh, with Xavier Roberts. Uh, there were several lawsuits and stuff that he he was in because of this. Uh, one was, you know, because he 
he took Martha Nelson Thomas's design and changed it. Um, she ended up suing him, um, filing a lawsuit against him. Uh, you know, she eventually confronted Roberts about his unethical business practices. And she was actually selling him her dolls to start off with uh, to uh -huh. sell. And then he started taking those and selling them uh, in the store, selling them more. And then he, that's when he got the idea to do his own. Uh, so, uh, so she had that suit against Roberts. Uh, eventually they settled out of court uh, in, in 1985. Um, but she was more upset about the corruption of uh, that Roberts uh, brought on the dolls than she did for the money that she lost because of his, his selling her dolls over hers or selling the dolls. So, um, and what was funny about that is when she passed away, uh, she had most of her most of her favorite dolls attend her funeral. So I just happened to see that too, which yeah. was so uh, uh, another another one that happened was uh, Roberts Xavier Roberts Company, which was original Appalachian Artworks was the mm -hmm. name of his company. Um, they had a lawsuit uh, against them by, uh, or they actually put a lawsuit against Tops. Uh, trading cards because oh, the of garbage the garbage pills. garbage pill kids so uh, for copyright infringement uh i will with, say um the garbage they ended up settling <laughs> they settled for seven million dollars which was about a, what the licensing fee would be anyway yeah. so the garbage pill kids have a better seo tactic on their on the internet just so you know <laughs> because i searched earlier for some reason i don't know why i, I searched for cabbage pill kids and there was no cabbage patch anything it was all uh, the garbage, garbage pills and then I, I was like i was like why is it all garbage but like why am i getting this and then i realized what i did and i went back and fixed it but i was like it was all garbage pill kids so they have a better um a better seo tactics that are going mm -hmm. on so well uh, another thing that uh that, that hurt Coleco, like I was talking about. Uh, they had a, a legal battle with uh, SN and C, which was uh, Schlafer, um, his company, uh, over whether the original Appalachian Outworks, uh, uh, artworks violated their license agreement uh, and Coleco exclusively by producing the Cabbage Patch Bear as a line of first skin bears, uh, like I, I mentioned earlier. Uh, and they're failing to pay... Uh, Schlafer is his share of the tops settlement with the garbage garbage pill kids and then refusing to allow ABC from doing a Saturday morning animated TV show. So Roberts worked out a side deal with Coleco for tens of millions of dollars for a renewal of Schlafer's Cabbage Patch Agreement and then jointly litigated against Schlafer. Uh, the, the suit was settled in 1988 uh, by... Uh, Xavier Roberts and, and a Coleco paying Schlafer an undisclosed amount of money. Uh, and they, they also uh, worked out a deal with Coleco and then they sued him over, uh, over the share. Uh, let's see. Apollo As Osborne, which was the uh, original Appalachian out art artworks president. Uh, they, she ended up suing him. And then 
she got a seven figure uh, settlement. <laughs> and then six months after that, uh, Cleco was out of business. So they ended up what? paying all this money just to try to keep the line up, and it just put them out of business. What year was that? That was 1988. Was, was that 88? That was 88. Okay. So that was that was pretty much the end of Coleco because they 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 tried all they could just to keep this line, and they end up paying people left and right, and then people yeah it's just it they had a lot of lot of legal issues throughout the years with with these guys yeah it's just and, and you know it all started with Xavier Roberts copying somebody else's design and then trying to tweak it a little bit and then it just snowballed. Uh, and then everybody ended up in it. So I did see something, you know, you're talking about the lady that had the dolls at her funeral. I did see that Appalachian, the, that company, mm -hmm. um, one of their board members was one of the dolls and it traveled oh, yeah. every, everywhere with Roberts. <laughs> um, this kind of reminds me of Robert, the doll, the creepy one that Chucky is, you know, Oh, and, yeah. Anna, and Annabelle oh, right. come from, you know, so those things. So, <laughs> also, why I wouldn't be getting me a Cabbage Patch Kid. I'll just go with the Bears. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, we, we have talked about, we've talked about the original price, the $40 adopting fee. I looked up, I have a bunch of, hold on. Excuse me, sorry. I have a bunch of prizes Question. for some some now these went at auctions um, recently uh let's see so uh barry fritz uh for about sixteen hundred dollars um, he was made in 1979 um adam gregory for about six hundred dollars was a 79 doll um teresa ann was an 85 doll for two grand two thousand dollars um James Dudley was an 85 doll for 3000. Uh, let's see. I'm looking for the big ones. There was, I thought there was another big one that was on here. This is a whole list of a bunch of them that just went for them. But a 2013 doll sold for 40 bucks. There you go. Yeah. So you've got a good range of them. I mean, they're collectible. Was there, was there anything special about those that, that caused the, the ones from the eighties, seventies that caused let's them for that, that big of a amount? Um, I know that the the two you named that were from the seventies, those were probably from the little people line. Uh, the, Adam, before yeah. they went to, yeah. yeah, before they changed the the look of them. Um, so I can see those because those were more handmade and. Well, so it's funny. Uh, so the the first not one as went, not as big round. The first one went for fifteen hundred, um, which was Barry Fritz. Um, he would have been a little people. Um, even the clothes that were cute, whether they were original. So they were, they didn't even know if part of him was original. Okay. Um, but Adam Gregory went for 600 and he was, they do say he was an original, all original doll with original diaper clothing and paperwork for 600 yeah. bucks. Oh, wow. So somebody got lucky there and that was yeah. from 79 also. So. Mm -hmm. so interesting just to see how much these are collectible. I mean, even though that all the companies have tried, you know, they're just, I, I think they've just got that, that for lack of better words that stink with them. That just doesn't, doesn't yeah. work as well. Um, yeah. Going back uh, to Rainey's, my wife, Rainey, uh, she has got, she owns uh, 12 different original K 
Cabbage Patch, uh, and a couple of them are the Kusas. There was a Kusa line as well. Um, they were more like a, a cat-looking um, Cabbage Patch. Uh, so the first one she ever had, uh, she got a Kusa. It was the first one because um, her mom and dad couldn't find uh, couldn't find one. That was back, you know, when the the craze was out there. So they couldn't find one, but they found this Kusa. So that's what she got. Um, and then. Uh, after that, she had two, uh, there was a, a line of preemies, uh, some smaller, smaller babies. Um, uh, she had, uh, a, a pair, they were twins. So she had one named Juliana and then another one, and then the other one was Amala. So it was a boy and a girl. Um, so the Kusa, she named, the Kusa was named Manfred. So, Manfred. uh, you would, you would get That's this certificate with it and you mail it off and they would get, uh, you can get uh, the 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 adoption paper or the the birth certificate and then the name and then but the Kusas I think she actually got to name the Kusa herself so I mean, um, that makes sense so Manfred was named after uh, was that rock band from the eighties seventies eighties Manfred something um, she could tell me I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But, <laughs> so she's gonna kill me for not remembering that. Um, but yeah, that's where that's where she got Manfred from. But then then she got the two the two twins, uh, the preemie twins, um, and then uh, she had a world traveler, one named uh, Hillary. And what these would do, the world travelers would do, they would go, they would say they they traveled to a different country and came back and they had. Their, their clothes and stuff would, would have like a, a tourist type uh, thing. So the one she had said that traveled to China, um, it came with uh, a bag that said world traveler and it had China and all this kind of stuff. So uh, she had that one. Her name was Hillary. Are you talking and, about and Man, Manfred Mann's earth band? Maybe, yeah, that's probably that's, it. Yeah. That's the only thing that would come up. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's it. Yes. They do blind, blind blinded by the light. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. that's them. That's who it's named after. So, um, so and then she got another one for the next. I guess it was Christmas, probably eighty four. Uh, she got another set of twins, uh, Janetta and Dorina. Uh, one had a, a a pacifier, and then the other one just had a, a one little tooth in his mouth. Um, and then she got another Kusa, uh, which was named Summer Ann. And then she got a fur skin as well. Uh, his name was Bubba. She named him Bubba. Uh, so, uh, so, and then there was, then she got another, another preemie named Tay. And then she got a, a corn silk doll named Agatha. So that's another one. She had different, uh, different hair and it come with the comb and stuff. Um, it wasn't the yarn hair. It was a different kind of hair that you can actually comb it. Um, and then there was a splashing kids, uh, once you got, it was where you can actually, it was all plastic. Uh, so you can actually play it, play with it in water. The hair was just different, uh, different kind of material. So when it got wet, it would dry pretty quick. Um, and then, uh, she had, she got another preemie. Uh, she couldn't remember the name of that one because the certificate got lost in the mail. So, uh, so she got, that was the last one she got when she was a kid. Uh, now, she did pick up a 25th anniversary one uh, back when they came out and her name is Marvel Millie is the name of that one. So, and she still has that one. It's still in the box and everything. Um, but these others um, they've got original um, most of the original clothing and stuff. She has a couple that has that she got 
uh, some some matching clothes that match some of the others that they come <laughs> separate that she changed them into. Uh, so, but like I said, she's got all her original ones from when she was a kid. So, she so has the, uh, Oh yeah. No, another thing real quick. The, uh, she does have the adoption certificates except for that last one. She got lost. Uh, she's got them stored somewhere. She couldn't find them when we were, when we got the dolls out, we were looking at them. But, um, another thing real quick, the preemies actually smell like baby powder when you got them. So, <laughs> okay. Um, why not all the babies smell like baby powder? Why are the preemies? Oh, just the preemies. I, I don't know. I didn't realize that was a, they, they had a special thing for the preemies. Okay. So um, I think what we need to do, we need to try to do. So we're about to rank these. And first off, I just want to say, I'm sorry, Rainy. Um, but we're just going to go with that. Um, but then also <laughs> maybe, maybe we should, we could try to see if we can have a live where maybe you can talk to Randy about the dolls, maybe show them off or whatever a little bit. Maybe we'll see, we'll okay. see if we can get that. We, going. Try that. Um, sure. we could ask, we could ask Randy and see what it should do for us. Maybe we'll see. Um, but first off, sorry, Randy, for what's about to happen. Let's rank these. Um, we've got our toy rankings. Go check it out on our website. We've got the, uh, basically all three of our, our rankings. We're going to be getting into some kind of March Madness type things to find out what the best line is that we've talked about so far. So um, if you want to look back at our rankings, you can go check it out, toyrewindpodcast.com. And so uh, we'll get right into it. Michael, uh, what is your ranking for this? For, um, for I am I am going to put this, put these right around... I'm putting them on pound, but uh, let's see, right <laughs> under pound puppies on my list. Okay, under pound puppies. One, yeah, two, three, five from the bottom. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what number that is. You Do you have a reason? It's all right. I'm not even going to look at number. I'm just going to drag the name right underneath pound puppies. <laughs> no, um, I I don't have a. They just weren't big in our. We got, I got another story. I don't know if you guys remember, but John may remember more than Andrew, but um, it does have to do with Andrew as well. But, um, but yeah, that I, I, I remember playing with these others more than I did. You know, we never did had, you, had an original uh, cabbage patch. Did so. you, did you have one at some point and you get us, me and the doll mixed up and you beat me into the ground or something? Is that what's wrong with me? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's <laughs> no. Okay. Well, at least we'll finish. We'll finish. Uh, okay. You okay. guys get your rankings, and I'll tell that story too. John, same. Which same. same. <laughs> I just looked at it. It's like they're they're identical. It's straight across so far. Because I didn't well, realize fine. that works. <laughs> that works for you guys. Um, this is uh, this is going to be right above Bugmen of Insecta for me, um, which is two from the bottom. Because uh, every time I see one of these, the only thing I think of is that room in Granny Carly's house <laughs> with all of her dolls that creep me out. Or porcelain. Yeah, those dolls. were those were more porcelain dolls. Yeah, those were all porcelain dolls. But, but that's just what I think of. Like I know they're not the same thing. I'm sure she had maybe a couple of these. Yeah. But they just it just creeps me out. So um, a couple of little tidbits. I didn't, I, I didn't hear Michael put them out, but in 1985. Uh, one of the Cabbage Patch actually went to space. Uh, yep. The Cabbage Patch was Christopher Xavier, was his name. Uh, and then in 1992, 
the Cabbage Patch is where the official mascot for the U.S. Olympic Games or yeah. U.S. Olympic team. So, yeah. Um, also, that was pretty cool. they one of the Cabbage Patch Cabbage Patch dolls was in thirteen going on thirty with Jennifer Gardner. Saw right. that earlier when I was doing stuff. So, uh, um, let's see who else. Al Roker has Al Roker has one. Ellen, one. Has one. Ellen, Ellen had one. She auctioned it off for a charity. Well, there's an Ellen one out there. I will just say that. Right. Um, so <clears throat> back to our rankings real quick. Um, I just want to apologize. Like, so we're, you're looking at things that creep me out first, first off. Um, also, we didn't play with these. So it doesn't help it when it comes to our rankings, but it doesn't mean it's dead inside of our um, our our brackets because yeah. it's going to be what you, what all the listeners, how they vote for them. I know this would be up against this would be probably in Rainey's top five is where probably would be with her. So, okay. Okay. That's see, that's what we need to do on these toys. We need to make sure we kind of know what Rainey's <laughs> you ask her beforehand, you can kind of give us what you yeah. think. So maybe that's how we save ourselves on this so yeah. that, uh, we get good rankings. All right. So, okay. Well, there's that. There's uh so tell us your story, Michael, because I so got the story is, you know, as, as popular as these dolls were in the eighties. Um, and you know, shout out to mom. She did a lot of sewing. Uh, she actually made some of these dolls. She made some fake cabbage patch dolls, quite a bit of them. And what was really weird was she would make the head first and these heads, these little cabbage patch doll heads were just, or fake cabbage patch dolls were all over the house. Um, and I remember um, Andrew, when he was younger, he would actually get, pull these down and, and like kick them around like a soccer ball. So, <laughs> so somebody would have, she would be giving away these dolls or whatever. I don't remember what she did with them, but, but whatever it was, the, the head was probably kicked around by Andrew like a soccer ball. There so you he would run there around the house kicking them and, and everything. So, I mean, he wouldn't, but, couple years old so right uh so i remember something uh, yeah. about that yeah so, I, I mean i apologize for giving your and, fake cabbage patch kids brain damage and i know it might be I know why mom, he's so dramatic about dolls yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so all right um all right are we ready for some toy trace yes sure. let's go ahead and do it yeah all right let's do this we got five rounds all this right. week um so this is gonna be a lot of fun um so read up pay attention um i need to get sorry i forgot i did this while i go in, in, the, in the private chat over there let's oh, go around get my chat up. yeah get your chat up okay on all right here we go so uh number one the name cabbage patch kids comes from robert's grandparents being cabbage farmers in the old country number two cabbage patch kid or, or every cabbage patch kid has two names in accordance to southern tradition and three cabbage patch kid is born every a cabbage patch kid is born every 6.8 seconds <laughs> john it's the first one it's the first, it's one. The first one. one you wait so you don't believe that the name came from uh, robert's grandparents being cabbage farmers in the old country well no i know the other two are correct oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's about how this 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 works this game works yeah, you know you two are correct the other one's wrong yeah i was like that's i know those two are correct i got it and i beat michael so that's fine. Yeah, you beat me into it. You just got to be able to do it. So, all right. John's got a tick point there. All right. Here we go. Round two. Uh, by the end of 1983, almost 3 million Cabbage Patch Kids toys had been adopted. 
Uh, Cabbage Patch Kids were originally called Little People. And number three, consumers were warned of fake, fake Cabbage Patch Kids due to them smelling like trash and making your house smell. Michael? Um, do, 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 let's do, go with three. Go with three. Do you know why that's wrong? <laughs> uh, they're warned. I don't know why they're wrong, why, why it's wrong, but the other two were right. So they were warned because many of the dolls smelled like kerosene. Well, that's where you, yeah, you said something about uh, kerosene. Yeah, so, earlier. Well, I was like, oh, there you go. <laughs> the fake ones were made in factories where the stuffing could have been old rags that were soaked in kerosene like beforehand from the factory because they were just using stuff. So, yeah. All right. Round three. Here we go. I do know mom. Mom's fake cabbage patch dolls were were stuffed with cotton filling stuff. <laughs> stuffing. <laughs> it was real stuffing. So yeah, hers were legit fake ones. How many needles do you think she left in those? Oh, I, not very many because they all found my foot. So. Oh okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, I found them in the floor. Round three, statement one. Babyland General Hospital was originally a turn-of-the-century medical facility that was renovated by Xavier Roberts. Number two, more than 250,000 people visit Babyland each year. And three, it's, impo it's impossible to know how old your vintage Cabbage Patch kit is due to no dates being added to the dolls before 1995. John? Uh, I'm going to go with one. You're gonna go with one. Adam, nope, was it? No, it was a turn of the century. The original Babyland General Hospital, which you showed the picture earlier, was the new one. But the original right. was a turn of the century medical facility. I knew it was a medical facility, but I didn't think it was that since it failed. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Which one is it, Michael? Let's do three. Three, and that is that's right. That's the that's the incorrect one. That's right. Um, so in the early ones, at least the first like six or so years, they had names. Robert's name was stamped on them mm -hmm. or stitched on them. And every yeah. year had a different color. Uh, like in 1983, they were black signatures. In 84, they were green signatures. So every year had a different color. Mm -hmm. huh. Round four. Here we go. Hold, hold, hold on. Got to get my cool point. There we go. Round got a point. Round four, statement one. John, you paying attention? <clears throat> the hairs of a Cabbage Patch Kid are all selected individually by a computer in the warehouse, and each strand must match by color and weight exactly. Number two, Cabbage Patch Kids were born in the 70s, originally as the Little People. And three, the Cabbage Patch Kids brand was selected as the finalist for the 2005 Toy, Year, Toy of the Year Award. John? One. Number one? There it is. Uh, if I can click it in the right place, yeah. that is yep. the false one. Do you know what's false about that? No, I don't think they were using computers to do stuff in the warehouse. <laughs> I was just <laughs> uh, thought it'd be fun. Um, all right, so here we go. Final round. And the best part about this, it is tied. Whoever wins this wins the game for today. So uh, it's uh, John against Michael. So here we go. Statement one. If your Cabbage Patch Kid was beyond repair, Coco would issue a toy death certificate. Um, two, the Cabbage Patch Kid stamp goes on, or yes, yeah, stamp goes went on sale January of 20, 2000. I can't read. 
Oh. And number three, in 1985, the first Cabbage Patch kids to journey into outer space as a passenger on the U.S. space shuttle. Michael. Oh, I didn't hit him. Wow. Um, was an 80, was it, was, it was 86 they went to space, correct? So I'm going to say three. No, oh! It was 85. It was, was 85. John? It was 85 in 2000 was the stamp, so they went and was the you a death certificate. It was their death okay. certificate. Yes, I got it. So, so this is. I thought it was 86. Is, okay. I was um, wrong. I said 85. John won. Actually, John, I, as yeah, soon as you said have. that a while ago, John, I was like, it could be, could be John's, John's week. John's got to win. That's it. John I got to win. So I thought it was funny. This, this is a, oh, sorry. <laughs> a huge urban legend with Cabbage Patch Kids back in the 80s. Um, it is not true, but everybody believed that if your doll was beyond repair, they would issue a death certificate, which is super morbid. Like, why would why would well, anybody... they gave it a birth certificate? So, but they... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or adoption just... papers or something. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. what what it was. It's just super morbid that they would do that. <laughs> so, I don't know. Crazy, crazy. So I just updated the, the, the score. Michael has four. John has three. I have one, and the guests have one. So I'm one off. You're, you're be careful. Up. You're I'm coming. Keeping up on me. You're catching up. So, um, with that, uh, let's do our let's do our shoutouts real quick. Um, obviously, make sure you guys are uh, following all these guys on Twitter, Instagram. Check out their uh, podcast, um, Geek Together, The Average Nerd Podcast, The Four Dorksmen, Three Beers on a Mic, The STS Guys, Nerdy Curious, Nerd Portraits, Movie Retakes, The Totally Rad Movie Podcast, which isn't dead because I saw just did one. Episode. Saw drop an episode, so it's not dead. Um, the Secondary Heroes, and then obviously check out Sully over on his Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash CS Sully, and uh, all of that underneath the Nerd Unite hashtag and uh, Union. So, um, union community. I mean, community. <laughs> we're not unionizing. Don't worry. It's all good. Um, check out all their stuff. I don't know what all their, their hashtags are, their stuff is. So make sure you go check them out. Just search for them. You'll find them. Um, good stuff, good podcasts, lots of good content for, uh, for you to go listen to. Um, so it's all great. So John, where can people find us? Toy rewind podcast.com. You can email us toy rewind podcast at gmail.com. Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch, Toy Rewind Pod, Facebook and YouTube, Toy Rewind Podcast. Look up our podcast bingo.com. Uh, or look us up on podcastbingo.com backslash toy rewind to play our uh, podcast bingo. Uh, and that's about it. But I want to do one last thing before we go out.
Okay, so I... <laughs> that is a little disturbing when you watch it the second time. <laughs> well, I've watched it like seven times today, and it gets better every time I watch it. Um, the old people with the, the blow your candles because you're old. Um, and every... The, the, I'm not that old yet. The, the kids' faces and their mouths are what's singing. Yeah. The little dogs with... Everything yeah. about it. Um, John, I think it's funny because I was about to press it. <laughs> we did it, so it makes it even I like having fun. access to this. Yeah. So um, John just went through all of the all of how you can find the, the Toy Rewind podcast. Um, but I want to throw out there: um, if you're looking for us individually, you can find us all on all the socials, the Twitter, the the, the uh, Instagrams, all that stuff. Um, I am New Beardland. I am Middle Newland. And I am M. Newland 77. Yeah. So um, after you watch or after you listen to this um, on March 18th, 2021, please go over to Twitter, find Michael, send him a happy birthday. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, let's, let's make it, let's make it huge. He may be 107, but uh, let's, let's make it a great birthday for him. <laughs> so um, with that, anything else we want to add? Don't press any more buttons yet, John. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I hope you've enjoyed it. Yes, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've had fun. Um, and uh, I guess with that, on behalf of the Brothers Newland here at the Toy Rewind Podcast, play on. You've been listening to the Toy Rewind Podcast. Follow and join in the conversations at toyrewindpodcast.com. 